Warm intros run the world. It's how humans translate trust with each other. If you want to break into a network, get someone from that network to vouch for you, and getting in is much easier. With that said, I don't know how this has happened, but in 2023, getting a warm intro has never been harder. There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people aiming to get into very exclusive networks, and the warm intro model isn't effective anymore. There's too much noise for the signal. So if you are a professional, if you're someone that wants to expand your network, what is someone to do? Well, you could spend your time cold emailing, sending LinkedIn emails, and hoping one of 100 people replies to get you a coffee meeting that leads nowhere, or you could do something different. And today's episode is sponsored by SeedScout, which allows you to do something different. SeedScout is a platform that allows you to request introductions to other people on the network with a click of a button. No more sending long emails, no more sending, doing all this research, right? It's simple. You send an intro request. If they want to meet you, they accept, and you're instantly introduced. SeedScout is an alternative way to expand your network that gives someone more context than a cold email, but it's faster to achieve than that warm introduction. So if you are a sick of spending hours, days, weeks, months, even years trying to break into new networks and you just want to try something new, I would check out seedscout.com, S-E-E-D, scout.com. Let's get into today's episode and thanks for listening. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. We talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Sanka Vu, who's a co-founder of Alta. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, Matt. Um, it's going great. Excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on. Looking forward to learning more about what you are working on. For people that haven't heard of, of Alta, tell us, what are you working on? Yeah, so Alta is an AI-powered platform to build mobile applications. And we are super excited to really be innovating in the forefront of generative AI and also no-code, low-code tools. So um, we think it's a great platform for anybody, even without coding experience, to be able to launch applications. All right. So I've been I've been into the no-code stuff for for a while, but now that we have AI in the mix, I feel like that's a it's a whole it's a whole different world. So walk us through like. What if someone wanted to use your product, you know, start building, can you kind of walk us through how, how that works and, and what someone can do uh, uh, with the product? Yeah, so we've been so excited about all of the, you know, text to image, text to video technology and announcements that have com been coming out. Um, but what's really different about Alta is we've been really investing in our text to app platform. 
And so in order to use Alta today, you can go to alta.so slash AI and try out our text-to-app platform. Um, it's an early demo right now, but what you can do is type in, you know, what type of application you want to build. So for example, um, a marketplace for swimming pools. And we would then generate a, the first version of the design of your application. You can go in and change out text, images. Um, we have a drag and drop platform for you to switch out you know, some of the logic in the screens. And then what's really exciting is that um, we let you preview it immediately on mobile web. So you can scan a QR code, open it on your phone, or share a link um, with other beta users. Um, and then you can also download real code. So that makes us um, really kind of stand out from other just purely no-code platforms because you can download React Native code um, in order to launch your application on iOS and Android. I'm curious, tell us about the origin story here. Like, I feel like this is the perfect, the perfect storm and the best way for you with the markets and everything. But like, how'd you get started with this? What's the origin story? Yeah. So my background has been um, primarily in product management. So I've worked at a lot of the big tech companies in product management, including Amazon, and then started going smaller and smaller, worked at Zillow, uh, more recently at a startup called House. And what I continually faced was that while our websites were constantly you know, launching new features every single day, running dozens of A-B tests at the same time, um, even after 10 years after the iPhone came out, it seems so much harder to build mobile applications. You'd be lucky if you're able to launch one or two features a month, even at a big company, and then run one A-B test. Um, and then kind of when I was um, in COVID, uh, my co-founder and I actually started with a different app idea. We wanted to build an events app. Um, and we originally started on iOS because that's his background. Um, and then we realized as we interviewed our customers that a lot of people wanted Android. And then they also wanted web. And we were thinking about, wow, the two of us are super technical with like product and engineering backgrounds. But we're scrambling to make sure that our application works on all the channels that our users expect it to work. And so when we started talking to other founders and even designers, designers, product managers, agencies, we heard the same issues where you often felt that you had to either learn three different platforms or hire you know, three engineers to build the same experience cross-platform. Um, and that really made us realize that there's so much opportunity in this space to really make work a lot more efficient and not duplicative. So by being able to design a really amazing mobile-first experience in one platform and then being able to launch it across web, iOS, and Android at a click of a button, um, I think that you know is really the future. And then the final piece is, as we started building out the platform, so many new things have come out from generative AI. We started playing, you know, with Dolly and Stable Diffusion when it first came out. Uh, we, you know, we started using GPT-3, and now our platform uses GPT-4. We're exploring how we can use, like, chat GPT into our platform. Um, and I think that the appetite for people to really just completely transform the way that they build applications is there today. You know, we're not at just like the Wix WordPress world anymore. We're really at a world where I think anyone can really bring their ideas to life very quickly with, with a simple text prompt. Yeah, it's super, super interesting, super impressive. I'm, I'm so intrigued to see where the world will be, not even 10 years from now, but like even like one year from now, right? Like it it is crazy. But I'm I'm curious for you, um, as you as you build this out, um, in a ever changing environment that's probably getting more and more exciting. 
How do you spend your your day uh, on an on an average day? You wake up. Uh, of course, no day is the same. But if you were to give us the most average day that you've had in the last, you know, you know, month or two, what are you spending your time on? Yeah, it's interesting because as you know, the CEO of the company, I think that you have to wear a lot of different hats. But honestly, the first thing I do when I wake up is I like to read um, a lot of news. So, you know, I subscribe to different newsletters and then also even like AI specific newsletters um, to really hear about like what's going on. Because literally every single day, something new is coming um, out, whether it's from like big tech companies like Amazon just had a big announcement yesterday that, you know, the last week you hear things from Google. Google and Microsoft. And then there's all these new startups that are coming out with new ideas that can either be collaborators or even like competitors. Um, and so I spend actually about at least an hour or two a day just reading about what's what's going on in the world because the AI area is moving so fast. Um, and then other things that I spend a lot of time doing is really um, brainstorming and spending time with my team. So we spend a lot of time. Um, we're a remote first organization, but we spend a lot of time uh, doing like design uh reviews, you know, brainstorming, wireframing, things like that, and kind of sharing what we've learned, whether it's from what we've been reading, the technologies that our engineers are looking at, or, um, you know, even uh, playing around with some of the other tools. And so we, um, you know, spend a lot of time like ideating um, there. And then the other piece of my job that I, I really enjoy is spending time with our customers. So um, I probably have at least five customer calls a week. So it kind of depends on when it might be someone that we're trying to sell to. So initial onboarding, it might be someone that's been on our platform for a while, but is giving us some feedback on how we can improve it. Um, but what's really important is like when we meet with the rest of the team, whether it's, um, you know, in our standups or our team meetings, it's really bringing back that voice of the customer as well, because the rest of the team is really heads down building. And so really sharing like, what are the insights that our customers have given us? Um, and then what are, you know, the things that we should be focusing on for the next week? I love that. I I, I love how you start the day just consuming information, which is essentially consuming like where the state of the world is at that day, right? Because <laughs> it's changing. That's, that's cool. Well, I mean, luckily, as you're building your own company, you get to influence part of that world too. And, you know, at, at, you have a vision for for the the direction of your company. So I'm curious, like, in 5, 10, 15 years into the future, you know, even though it feels like a long time from now, where do you see Alta going? Like, what's the big vision here? And what direction are you rowing in as you build, build out your company? Yeah, it's funny. Um, so we chose the name Alta because we really felt that Alta should be the alternative to coding. And when we really had that initial mission statement, um, you know, we didn't know what the world would look right, like, right? We knew that you know, coding has been the way that people have built applications, um, you know, since kind of computers became more popular, but it is really limiting because, um, you know, over 90% of the world now accesses the internet on mobile devices, but there's less than like 20 million software engineers. So there's so many people that are unable to really build businesses or bring their app ideas to life. And so we really want to build an alternative to coding. And I think that that's really our vision in the next five to 10 years. Like, how do we accomplish that? So first we thought about, you know, drag and drop no code tools. Like, are there ways that we can really make it like as a visual way for people to build applications as kind of generative AI has really blossomed. Now we're thinking about, okay, are there ways that, you know, this AI, you can actually 
actually um, just chat with an AI and they are essentially your um, your agency, right? So instead of hiring an agency that's a human, you know, designer and coder, can AI take on, you know, 80% of that work? Like it doesn't mean that humans aren't going to be there to really fine tune some of like the output, but can you become much more efficient and can have more people all around the world have access to these tools in order to build their applications? Um, and what's really heartwarming for me is that we have users literally from all around the world. Like it's crazy where you see people from like Africa and, you know, Japan and Europe, like South America, like not using our tool. It's not just people, um, you know, just in the US uh, building on our applications, even though we're a US-based company. So I think at the end of the day, our vision for like what the world looks like in five to 10 years is that anybody can build an application. So whether it's, um, you know, I remember being a, a first grader learning how to use Excel in school. I want this to be a tool that, you know, even students or children can learn to use and build applications. And it just becomes such a, you know, another essential set of your toolkit. Like you know how to do math and how to write. And then you also have a way to build applications and spin them up really quickly to solve the problems that you're faced from a daily daily basis. I love it. And in order to make it happen, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money, looking for users, you know, beta testers, like, you know, for new features? How can we assist with, uh, with you helping uh, making that vision happen? Yeah, I think as a startup, you're constantly dealing with all three of those different buckets. Um, I think the thing that would be most helpful for us right now is beta users, just because we launched on Product Hunt um, in March. And, you know, we had a bunch of folks come in and start using our tool and getting feedback from that. Um, but I think, you know, continually just getting more customer feedback so that we can iterate on our product. I think, um, you know, we'll probably fundraise later this year. So having like connections and founders that can really introduce you to the investors that they respect and people that they would actually recommend working with, um, I think is really important to us. Um, and then, you know, we're always looking for great talent. So if you have friends that are, you know, great designers or engineers or even like growth business people, um, we we are always looking for talent that can really help us get to the next level. Cool. And then for my last question, if someone wanted to get in touch for any of those reasons or, or anything else, how can someone learn more about, about what you're doing? Where can they find you online? Do you have a website, social media, email address? Where can people connect? Yeah, so the best place to learn about Alta is just going to our website. It's alta.so. Um, there's a lot of content and information about our company there. And then um, if they're interested in connecting with us, they can always email me at hello at alta.so. Cool, well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me.